Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
<clears throat> Good. 2022. It is 6.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we, of course, come to you once again from the WCWUS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina for episode number 330 of the WCWUS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show, a 2022 WCWUS Hall of Fame inductee, and the last edition, of course, of this show in for the month of November. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWUS Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As we will, of course, as always, bring you the latest pop culture news and views, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, as well as, of course, some headlines, courtesy of our friends at CNN. <clears throat> we will also, of course, bring you to the, tonight's pop culture, history, and birthday report. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will be bringing you any wrestling stories that, have, that will be coming in, of course, to get you all ready and prepared for tonight's edition of Revolution coming up later on in the evening. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here tonight, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-387-POUND. <clears throat> and press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. <clears throat> of course, now it's 6.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, this is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, the last day of the month of November 2022. Good to have you here, of course, here with us here tonight for Outside of the Ropes number 330. And, of course, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get underway. As we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, see what is going on, of course, in the and of course in the world in the of course all around the world and of course we do that we turn to our friends at cnn with of course five five big time headlines of course making the rounds and in order to do that we go to the amazon echo dot in which we of course <clears throat> acknowledge it with the following alexa current news chad here's your news from CNN. Hello from CNN. I'm Afoma DK with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, November 30th. The House passed a bill on the tentative agreement that would prevent a national freight rail strike and shutdown. The vote was largely bipartisan. 79 Republicans joined Democrats. In a separate vote, the House passed a provision that would increase the number of paid sick days from one to seven, but it's unclear whether that provision has the votes in the Senate. Without congressional action, a rail strike could come as early as December 9th, causing shortages, spiking prices, and stopping factory production. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says the central bank could soon pull back on the pace of its aggressive rate hikes. It makes sense to moderate the pace of our rate increases as we approach the level of restraint that will be sufficient to bring inflation down. The time for moderating the pace of rate increases may come as soon as the December meeting. During his speech at an economic forum today, he said inflation is still too high, despite the Reserve's efforts to cool demand and bring inflation down. But there are some upsides. According to the latest gross domestic product report, the U.S. economy grew much faster than expected in the third quarter. The labor market also remained strong, with employers still hiring and unemployment near a half-century low. Consumer spending is also up. 
House Democrats fight for the people. That's our story. That's our legacy. That's our values. That's our commitment as we move forward. House Democrats have decided their next party leader, choosing New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries to succeed Nancy Pelosi. Jeffries will take over the role next year, which will make him the first black person to lead one of the two major parties in either congressional chamber. It's also a major shift in generations. At 52, Jeffries is three decades younger than the current House Democratic leader leaders. Republicans have the majority in the next Congress, so Jeffries will be the Democrats' leader, not the House Speaker. We're learning more about the killing of three people last week and the catfishing of a teenage girl. But police warn the digital heavy investigation could take time. Catfishing is when someone pretends to be someone else online. In this case, Riverside Police believe Austin Lee Edwards was pretending to be a teenager in order to establish a relationship with the girl. The former Virginia police officer traveled to Southern California last week, where he's believed to have killed three of the girl's family members before leaving with her. Calls about a house fire and a distressed young woman led to the girl's rescue and the discovery of her family's bodies. Their exact cause and manners of death are still pending. The Riverside Police Department says Edwards later died in a shootout while trying to flee authorities. He took an oath to protect, yet he failed to do so. That's Michelle Blandon, daughter and sister to the murder victims and aunt to the teen girl. Blandon had this to say to other families. We hope some good will come from this. Parents, please, please know your child's online activity. Ask questions about what they are doing and whom they are talking to. Next, the deadly and devastating aftermath of severe storms in parts of the South. I'm CNN's Thomas Link. On the next episode of The James Brown Mystery, I fly to Washington, D.C. and go live on air to talk about what I found. I want to get now to this exclusive CNN investigation that raises questions about the death of James Brown, the godfather of soul. Why won't these questions of his death go away? The James Brown Mystery. You can catch up with the first five episodes now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. Hey, welcome back. A tornado killed at least two people in Alabama and injured another this morning. That's according to the Montgomery County Emergency Management Director. The Storm Prediction Center says at least 30 tornado reports in mostly central and southern Mississippi, Alabama, as well as Louisiana, have been made since Tuesday afternoon. According to the National Weather Service, several homes were damaged in northern Louisiana's Caldwell Parish, where at least one tornado hit. Winds knocked down trees in Tennessee and Georgia, and some parts of the south saw between two to four inches of rain Tuesday. If you listen to CNN Five Things for the latest headlines, leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Alexa stopped. We do, of course, thank our friends at CNN for providing those headlines here, of course, this evening. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we also, of course, uh, want to definitely give you, give, of course, a big thumbs up for the Amazon Echo Dot. A very useful, of course, uh, to, uh, very useful device to have whenever you are not near your computer or your smartphone and need to look up items for everything from uh, a work project at work, a child's project at school, or a job interview. Also, of course, if you need to know the latest news, weather, of course, and also, of course, ladies and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can always, of course, use this 
if you've ever or if you ever order anything on amazon.com you can always use this to keep help keep track of course of your order and of course it'll let you know when it left its origin place how long it will take to get to your home and when it ever finally reaches your home the amazon echo dot a very useful very useful of course uh, uh, <clears throat> very useful of course uh, device indeed and a the preferred research tool of the WCWUS radio network. Please try to get get one here today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to let's now go to 411 Mania to see, of course, about some of the pop culture headlines that they have, of course, posted as well. As always, <clears throat> the radio network thanks our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on <clears throat> Outside the Ropes, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And we hope to, of course, before 2022 is out, we hope to, of course, bring a lot more of our shows up in, into play and definitely utilize 411 Mania on those shows as well. Our first story, of course, here of the evening. Jeremy Thomas posted this story tonight, as actually last night, as there's a a modernized remake of Easy Rider, the movie Easy Rider, in development. Easy Rider is set to ride again with an updated remake reportedly in the works. Variety reports that the 1969 classic is currently getting a reboot developed via the consortium that holds the adaptation rights to the film. Producers behind the reboot are looking for bold writers and or directors to update the film for a modern movie, using the movie Creed as a comparison for what they hope to accomplish. The original film was directed by Dennis Hopper, who co-starred with Peter Fonda and Jack Nicholson. The film was a bellwether for the new Hollywood era that saw the movie industry move forward with, from the dying studio system, introducing a more authentic natural style and the rise of the author director, as well as tackling countercultural countercultural themes. Despite a difficult production, Easy Rider became a massive worldwide hit with $80 million against a $400,000 budget. The film was brought into the National Film Registry in 1998. Our goal is to build upon the counterculture and freedom narrative the original left us with and give the youth of today a film that pays serious attention to their own countercultures and challenges. This was this was this uh, was said by producer Maurice Padada, of course, uh, <clears throat> told told the site right here what the young viewers of today are experiencing in their <clears throat> In their everyday lives may seem crazy to older generations, but it can be very well become the the so the the, so, the social norm, as it, as was the case with the cultural shift of the late 1960s. We are hoping to play a part in that shift. So we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep you apprised, of course, about how they plan on, of course, kind of in a way modernizing the classic easy, movie Easy Rider. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as a new Super Mario Brothers movie trailer features Luigi, Peach, Mario Kart, and more. The Super Mario Brothers movie arrives in April and the full trailer teases a big adventure, some Mario Kart, and more. 
Universal Pictures released the, the first full trailer for the video game adaptation uh, yesterday. You can check it out, of course, right here. The film was directed by Aaron Hor Hor Horvath and Mike Michael J Jelenic. It was scripted by Matthew Fogel and stars Chris Pratt, voicing Mario, Anna Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, and Sebastian Manis, excuse me if I mispronounce this, Manis Scalco as Spike it is set to release on April 7th of next year. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we will post that trailer in the Entertainment Cavalcade page for everyone to go back and, and definitely take a look at. That done with so many other video games. We'll definitely see how they do it, of course, here with... We know they done they did a Super Mario Brothers movie a long time ago, but it wasn't, of course, just like this. It was this, but this will be very interesting to see once it, of course, comes out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday, as the Netflix show Wednesday sets a Netflix viewing record in the first five days. The Adams family has settled in nicely to their home on Netflix with Wednesday setting records for the service in its first five days. Netflix released the, their latest top 10 viewing numbers for the week on Tuesday, uh, yesterday, with the Jenna Ortega-led series notching 341.23 million hours viewed in the week ending November 27th. That marks the most hours viewed for an English-language series in a single week, edging out Stranger Things 4's 335 million hours viewed for its first full week in release. Needless to say, that's a big sign in favor of Netflix continuing continuing the show in another mark in another mark in Star Ortega's favor. The actress has seen her profile rise dramatically in 2022, with starring roles in prominent films as such as Scream, The Fallout, X, and Studio 666. The producers of the series have been on the record that they have plans for a second season, so unless the show drops off a cliff in the coming weeks, it seems like a likely likely proposition. Coming in behind, of course, the show Wednesday among English TV shows was 1899 with 87.89 million hours in its second week on the chart. The sci-fi series has 167.16 million hours watched since it debuted. Mapfest continues to be one of the service's most reliable acquisitions, ranking in, ranking at number three other spots in the top 10 and the crown and dead to me's latest and in the latter cases final seasons made of course the top five and other netflix chart news jason momomo's slumberland moved up to number one on the english language films list in its second week and first full week with 45.43 million hours viewed the fantasy adventure film now has 78.8 million hours viewed the rest of the English top 10 list was largely dominated by holiday-themed movies with The Noel Diary debuting at number two with 36.27 million hours viewed. The non-English films was topped by Polish action film Lesson Plan with 17.31 million hours, while the sixth season of Spanish mystery series The Elite ranked the top non-English TV series in the second week with 48.27 million hours. 
Of course, right here, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the list, all the list of the top 10 English films, top 10 non-English films, top 10 English TV series, and top 10 non-English TV series. But we won't we won't go through all of them. So if you want to check it out, ladies and gentlemen, you can of course go to the 411mania.com to the where the where the to the movies TV section and locate this story and look at the list. But it is a very impressive list, of course, indeed. Our next story here, folks, Jeremy Thomas posted this story tonight as a new poster for M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin, of course, starring Batista. M. Night Shyamalan's latest film, Knock at the Cabin, arrives in February, and a new poster for the film is officially online. Universal Pictures has released, a, has released of course, a poster for the horror thriller, which features the cast seemingly prepared for a battle, battle at the cabin itself. The film stars Batista, Jonathan Groff, who, of course, was in Hamilton and Mindhunter, Ben Aldridge, who was in Pennyworth, Nikki Amuka Bird, who was in Old, Kristen Q, Abby Quinn, and Rupert Grint. It is described, of course, as follows. While vacationing at a remote cabin, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that the family make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse with limited... Access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. And a very interesting poster here, of course, here indeed, here, folks. So, y'all be, of course, 100%, y'all be 100% uh, unique um, indeed. Jeremy Thomas has posted this story tonight as the trailer for Cocaine Bear turns a true story into a wild action comedy. If you ever wonder what would happen if that I Love Cocaine Grizzly Bear meme came to life, the trailer for Cocaine Bear has an answer for you. Universal Pictures has released the first trailer for Elizabeth Banks' action comedy thriller inspired very loosely by reveal events by real events and you can check and of course here it is right here the true story is something quite different in 1985 a drug runner named andrew c thornton ii threw a duffel bag of cocaine out of a plane because the craft was too weighed down he jumped on the plane himself intending to parachute and retrieve the drugs but the chute didn't open and thornton died the drugs were found by a black bear who ate it all and died it was eventually taxidermied and became a local mascot. However, the bank's directed film imagines what happened if the bear lived and was much bigger and went on a rampage, of course. The film stars Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson, Jackson Jr., Christian uh, Convery Jennings, Alden uh, Enrich, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Brooklyn Prince, Isaiah Wicklock Jr., Christopher uh, Hibju, Hannah Hoekstra, Aaron Holiday, with Margot Martindale and Ray Liotta, and it arrives on February the 24th. And of course, it is described as follows. Inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash, missing cocaine, and the black bear that ate it, this wild, dark comedy finds an oddball group of cops 
criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood. We do, of course, have the trailer. Uh, we do have the trailer, of course, here for this. <clears throat> and we will post that also in the Entertainment Cavalcade page if you, if you want to, of course, take a gander at that. And it sounds kind of interesting there, folks. Our next story here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story um, on Monday as James McAvoy says he hasn't been contacted about joining the MCU. James McAvoy played the younger Charles Xavier in Fox's X-Men franchise. And while Patrick Stewart returned to the role for the MCU, McAvoy says he hasn't been contacted for such. There was a rumor floating around that McAvoy may be returning as, as Xavier for Avengers Secret Wars that McAvoy denied the news with the Cabot during an interview with GQ UK. Here, of course, are some highlights, of course, of that interview. On loving his time as Xavier, McAvoy says, it was one of the most positive experiences I had with the studio. I don't really don't really see them as, as just money gigs. Days of future, future past, I think it's one of the better films that I've been involved with. On his biggest issue with the films, McAvoy says, my biggest criticism of what we did throughout the four movies was that after the first movie, we didn't take advantage of the relationship between Xavier and, Mag and Magneto, which really formed the backbone of the first film. So it was like, why did we just eject that massive weapon? On why fans think he wants nothing to do with Marvel going forward, McAvoy says, I'm very quick to say, no, I'm done, or I'm not that bothered about coming back because you move forward. On a possible return, McAvoy says, I definitely have, I've definitely not gotten the call from Kevin Feige, and if I did, I would definitely not be telling you. So that means, of course, I'm sure that it would be probably some sort of surprise, of course, sometime down the line if that was the case. But we'll, we'll just have to, of course, be listening on just like every other big-time fan. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday. <clears throat> As Dwayne Johnson says that Warner Brothers didn't want Henry Cavill to return as Superman. Henry Cavill is back in the DCEU as Superman, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson says Warner Brothers was opposed to that idea initially. As reported last night at last month, Cavill is officially set to return as the Man of Steel and will appear in future projects. Cavill made his return in the post credit scene for Black Adam, and in a video, Johnson said that he pushed hard for Cavill to return, but that the studio was cold on the idea. Johnson said he wanted to establish Black Adam as the most powerful unstoppable force in the DC universe. And to do that, we have to bring out the most powerful unstoppable force of all time in any universe. And you guys know who I'm talking about, of course. That is Superman and that is Henry Cavill. Johnson, Johnson knows that the studio inexplicably and inexcusably didn't want Cavill back in the role, noting this has been years in the making regarding bringing Henry Cavill back in years of strategic conversations, and, we're, and we were not going to take no for an answer. There was no way that was 
no viable logical way that you could attempt to build out the DC universe without the most powerful force and the greatest superhero of all time sitting on the sidelines is impossible to do. He continued, it all comes back to our Superman. You have to have Superman in the mix. That's why we fought hard to bring Superman back, Henry Cavill, and there was no other Superman. By the way, to bring back Henry Cavill is our generation Superman, in my opinion, the greatest Superman. I mean that respectively to the other actors, especially Christopher Reeve, but the greatest Superman of all time. Black Adam has grossed $162.8 million domestically at $377.7 million worldwide against a $200 million budget. Johnson and Cavill's next appearances as Black Adam and Superman have not yet been announced. And, of course, The Rock has actually posted um, this on his Twitter account, as he says, saying, thank you so much from my old pickup truck for all the amazing hashtag Black Adam support and reactions. Number one movie on iTunes will remain in theaters as well throughout the holidays. And wanted to give you give you some hashtag Superman info, <clears throat> and of course uh, saying happy, and he's got a couple of emojis, kind of like probably going, telling like going to the movies and all that, and he posted this tweet about a week ago. So, uh, so uh, of course, like I said, The Rock was not trying to be disrespectful to everyone that's played Superman before, especially of course the late Christopher Reeve, but I mean. He doesn't make a point that Henry Cavill is, of course, the Superman, of course, of the modern era for the time being. But, but of course, we can never take anything away from, of course, I'm sure even Henry Cavill himself would not even take 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 you know that distinction away. No, noting that, like I said, Christopher Reeve is, of course, one of the best, if not if not the best, Superman, of course, of all time. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday as we have, of course, the 411 box office report. Once again, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever rules Thanksgiving, and also Glass Onion scores big. Of course, we, we did talk about this here last week, that this movie was possibly going to dominate through the Thanksgiving holiday and may have, of course, some competition coming in, but nevertheless here... <clears throat> Like I said, it still, of course, remains here big time right here. And let's go ahead and bring you the top 10, of course, movies from this past weekend. Number one, as we said, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. 64, 60, 64, um, let's see. And let me, let me see here how we, uh, uh, That this that that I think from starting like I said between um, like I said from Thanksgiving on through this weekend uh, earned sixty four million dollars and also another forty five point nine million so far total has earned three hundred sixty seven point seven million dollars and six hundred seventy five point six million dollars worldwide. Number two, Strange World, eighteen point six million of course starting at Thanksgiving then earned another eleven point nine million. So far, it has earned $18.6 million total and $27.8 million worldwide. Number three, Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery, $13.3 million, and also another $9.4 million, 
$13.3 million worldwide and also million total and worldwide, of course, so far. Number four, Devotion uh, is our $9 million and also, like I said, $6 million as well. Uh, and has earned that, of course, total and worldwide so far. Number five, the menu, uh, $7.3 million. And then, another, then of course, $5.2 million. It has earned $18.7 million total and $33.5 million worldwide. Number six, Black Adam, <clears throat> $4.6 million. And then another $3.4 million. So far, has earned $163 million total and $378 million worldwide. Number seven, Bones and All, $3.6 million and then, then $2.2 million. So far, total has earned $3.7 million and worldwide $5.8 million. Number eight, The Fablemans, $3.1 million and then $2.2 million. It has earned total $3.4 million and also earned that worldwide. Number nine, Ticket to Paradise, $2.6 million. And, of course, also $1.9 million. It has earned, of course, another total $65.1 million. And worldwide, $161.9 million worldwide. And number 10, The Chosen Season 3, Episode 1 and 2, $2.2 million and $1.6 million. It has so far earned $13.5 million total and also worldwide. So, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course, has scored another, another, of course, uh, big time hit. Of course, obviously, in the form of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and who knows, they may continue to, of course, dominate that for quite some time. Also, small note, ladies and gentlemen, we did. I did also hear that they were, of course, uh, I think, re-releasing the summer hit uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, coming up this Friday, December the 2nd, I think, for the holidays. So we ought to, of course, um, hopefully that might, of course, garner, garner a little bit more, um, might garner a little bit more, of course, uh, uh, folks who didn't get a chance to see it the first time, they may, they'll have another opportunity, it seems. Uh, Jack Gregory posted this story on Saturday as Hayden Panettiere is shown returning to the Scream franchise in a new picture. An image was tweeted earlier this week showing Hayden Panettiere alongside other cast members in the upcoming Scream 6 film, establishing the actress's return as Kirby from Scream 4. Scream alumni Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy, Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, and J Jenna Ortega are also visible in the photo in addition to franchise newcomer Dermont Moroni. Of course, here's the original tweet and, of course, the picture. Uh, Twitter the uh, Twitter Twitter handle uh, at the horror kid and I think it's H with the number zero R R O R kid that was posted a week a week ago tonight. A new image from Scream Six has surfaced and you can see the picture, of course, on this tweet. Scream Six is currently scheduled for release on March 10th of next year. And one more story, ladies and gentlemen, that we will be bringing you, uh, bringing you, of course, here. Well, actually, we got several others we want to bring you here, of course, here, folks, as well. 
So let's go ahead and get them here to you right fast. Jack Gregory posted this story on Saturday as a new film intro logo sequence has been revealed for DreamWorks Animation. DreamWorks Animation recently displayed a new animation sequence for the studio's film introductions. Their iconic moon child flies through the air past a collection of characters from some of the studio's most successful and recognizable films, including The Bad Guys, How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda, The Boss Baby, Trolls, and Shrek. The sequence will be will first be visible introducing the weekend's limited release of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Production designer Kendall Cronkite helped lead the redesign project for the sequence and offered some concept details while speaking to The Hollywood Reporter. He says, we make dreams come to life on screen. So the idea was basically was basically that you go into the dreams of a new child. Cronkite stated, they are taking you through the, this, this dreamscape and re, reintroducing you to these iconic figures that we've created over all these years. The child is surfing, floating, and flying through these kinds of galaxies and bringing all those very different-looking film characters together into one piece. Of course, you can see the complete sequence from, of course, DreamWorks' YouTube channel. There's a video, of course, of it right here. And ladies and gentlemen, this is off of the, like I said, the DreamWorks YouTube channel, as we said. Uh, we will, of course, um, we will find this, ladies and gentlemen, and we will post this in the Entertainment Cavalcade page so everyone can go back and go and take a look at this. But it appears, of course, to be a very interesting looking, um, a very interesting looking uh, um <clears throat> sequence indeed of course jack gregory posted this story on saturday as antonio banderas would be willing to return as zorro in a recent interview with comicbook.com antonio banderas revealed that he would he would be agreeable to re revisit his tenure as zorro in the event of a film reboot rather than taking the leading role himself however he thinks his part in the film would be best served differently Yes, I would. I would consider that possibility. Why not? Yeah, I think today I, I said something like that to somebody. Banderas stated, they asked me about Zorro. They called me to do Zorro. I, I would do what Anthony Hopkins did for me, which is to pass the torch. It remains to be seen if anything will come of the idea, although given the ongoing efforts for a Zorro series on NBC, the window is open for Banderas to take on a mentor role in the next phase of the franchise. So ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely look out for this and let you know that Antonio Banderas did was of course, very successful. And of course the legendary role of Zorro. Jeremy Thomas posted this story, of course, on Saturday as Weird Al Yankovic says that Warner brothers denied the request for a Harry Potter parody. Weird Al Yankovic has a history of asking before doing a parody, and he has revealed that his request to do a Harry Potter parody was shut down. Yankovic, whose uh, periodical biopic Weird, the Al Yankovic story, released, of course, on Roku this month, recently spoke with THR for a new interview and revealed he tried to get permission from Warner Brothers to spoof the theme song for the franchise, only to be denied. Yankovic says, whenever, whenever it was about a decade or two ago, I approached the movie company just to get a general blessing like, hey, I'd like to do a Harry Potter parody. And this is what he told the site. I think they said no, or they never responded, or whatever. 
But sometimes when you're dealing with franchises and you ask permission, you know there's so many people that can say no, and they usually do. Yankovic, who has been famous for always asking permission of artists despite not legally having to do so, said that, that he learned from doing a franchise, it's usually better just to do it and ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Of course, Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe plays Yankovic in the biopic, in the biopic spoof and joked of the movie, which he says, maybe that's what this film is. This, is. this has been his way of doing a Harry Potter parody. So, who knows, ladies and gentlemen, very, that would be, of course, kind of unique, but obviously, we'll probably never, ever get to see it. And one more we'll bring you here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, which came out, uh, let's see, I believe it came out, of course, on Thanksgiving Day itself, as Jeremy Thomas posted this story, as the un, as an unmade sequel to Bruce Almighty would have seen Bruce get Satan's powers. Bruce Almighty was a big hit in Jim Carrey's career, and an unmade sequel idea had Bruce getting the powers of the devil. Steve Korn and Mark O'Keefe, who wrote the 2003 comedy about Carrey's news reporter who gains news reporter who gains the power of God, spoke with Sci-Fi for an interview in which they revealed they pitched a follow-up named Brucifer, which would have seen Bruce gain the powers of Satan. The film would have been would have seen Bruce Bruce lose his faith and pick up the devil's power after his wife Grace, who was played by Jennifer Aniston, died. Carrie was on board with the film, which was initially pitched the night after Bruce Almighty opened, but stalled out and the studio wasn't interested after 2007's Evan Almighty failed. Here are some highlights from the interview. Corn talking about the film not happening. He says Jim Carrey's manager and him wanted to do Bruce Brucifer. We went in and pitched it. That never quite worked out because it was later on because it was later on. It would have been another giant movie. I don't think they wanted to do it. It just didn't work out for some reason. But a lot of people loved it, including Jim. Cor uh, of course, Corn talking about the plot. He says, you tend to lose your faith when the world seems unfair, and that's what got him. came from a serious place where we were going to write it in, in an unfriendly way. We certainly didn't want to depress people, so I think that scared the studio a little bit. But to Jim's credit, he totally understood that we were going to make a big comedy and thought everybody would connect with it. Corn talking about pitching the idea of Bruce resurrecting Grace. <clears throat> He says, I remember when we pitched it, Jim was laughing his butt off because we had her come back as Jennifer Aniston. <clears throat> he said, no, she had to look like a zombie first, and then we would, we'll make her beautiful again. We thought that was brilliant. And, of course, O'Keefe talks about how the story would have played out. <clears throat> he said it was going to be the trials of Job, essentially. The world had not gone his way since he was God. Everything was great for a while. He was married, and it all fell apart. He was once again questioning everything and then got a different way to solve things. So that would have been interesting to see, ladies and gentlemen, but apparently, like I said, there were some people, of course, <clears throat> that would have been, of course, but of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, there were some people that were not high on it. So there you go. So there's some of your pop culture news, of course, here for today. We once again want to thank Four Eleven Mania for that. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 
387 pound. This is episode 330 of WCW US Outside the Ropes. As we said, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you. The rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy. Um, and of course, and probably preparing the next little while to, to catch up on tomorrow, uh, tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. And, of course, we'll be hearing some more about that, plus also what happened on NXT. In addition to, of course, uh, your wrestling news, at, courtesy of 411 Mania, also uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, bringing you your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, be bringing you another update, of course, concerning our trivia championship series matches. Of course, keep in mind that the WCW US Crown Jewel Championship, the NWA US Wildcat Championship, and the Impact US Call Your Shot Championship will be uh, are currently up for grabs right now. As well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a, the quarterfinals of the WCW US, I'm sorry, of the Impact US Overdrive Championship Tournament. Also posted on this, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will have, of course, another announcement about that coming up here tonight. It is, of course, it be episode 1228 of WCW US Revolution, 138055 pound, coming up at 9 o'clock. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to your pop culture, history, and birthday report. Of course, here for today, November the 30th, and let's see what we have, of course, on tap. On this date in 1016, Knut uh, the, the Great, King of Denmark, claims that the English claims the English throne after the death of Edmund Ironside. On a stage in 1487, the first German beer uh, purity law uh, is promulgated in Munich by Albert IV, Duke of Bavaria, stating beer should be brewed from only three ingredients, water, malt, and hops. On the same 1648, English Parliamentary Army captures King Charles I. On the same 1786, the Grand Duke of Tuscany, Leopold II, proclamates a penal reform, making his the first state to, ab to abolish the death penalty. November the 30th is commemor commemorated as Cities for Life Day, of course, as a result, of course, of this action. And on this day in 1876, archaeologist Heinrich Schillemann finds the gold mask of Agamemnon Memnon at, at what is now known as, as modern-day Greece. Is known, this mask is known as the, modern, as the Mona Lisa of prehistory. Today... moments took place. First off on the state in 1979, Pink Floyd's The Wall was released. It sells 6 million copies in two weeks. On the state in 1982, Thriller, the sixth studio album by Michael Jackson, is officially released. It won the Grammy Award album for Album of the Year in 1984. It's the best-selling album of all time and also the Billboard Album of the Year in 1983. 
And on the date in 1994, the Beatles' first album in 25 years, live at the BBC, is released in Britain. Today in sports history on the state in 1872, the first international soccer game takes place as Scotland draws with England 0-0 in Glasgow. On this day in 2017, the world's longest recorded rainbow, 8 hours and 58 minutes in Taipei's Yanmingshan Mountain Range. Very impressive. Some birthdays today. Gregory of Tours was born on the state in 538 A.D. He would pass away in 594. Jonathan Swift was born on the state in 1667. He would pass away in 1745. Legendary author Mark Twain, real name, of course, Samuel Clemens, was born on the state in 1835. He would pass away in 1910. John McRae was born on the state in 1872. He would pass away in 1918. Uh, one, uh, of course, legendary British Prime Minister Winston Churchill was born on the state in 1874. He would pass away in 1965. And Albert Kesserling was born on the state in 1885. He would pass away in 1960. Some other birthdays to bring you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, legendary, of course, uh, host of, of course, such shows as American Bandstand. All to, of course, uh, the $25,000 and $100,000 Pyramid. Also, uh, several TV game shows, including also one called The Challengers. He was a host of it for a while. Also did TV's bloopers and practical jokes with Ed McMahon. Also did, of course, uh, the New Year's Rockin' Eve show, of course, which is still named after him, of course, to this very day. I'm talking about the one and only Dick Clark was born on the state in 1929. He would pass away in 2012. Uh, legend, legendary coach Bill Walsh was born on the state in 1931. He would pass away in 2007. Uh, legendary tennis player Sylvia Hanika today turns 63. Uh, legendary sports figure Bo Jackson, of course, known for the Bo Nose uh, Nike commercials from back in the 80s. He played everything from Basketball, baseball, football, and a lot of other sports. He today turns 60. Kaylee Cuco from, of course, the Big Bang Theory, who, of course, actually announced that she was pregnant. So congratulations to her. She turns 37 here today. And Magnus Carlson today turns 32. On the state in 1954, Ann Hodges is bruised by a meteor in Salacauga, Alabama, in first modern instance of a meteorite striking a human. Some weddings on this date, ladies and gentlemen, on the state 1940. Lucille Ball, of course, best known for I Love Lucy and a lot of other great projects through the years, who was 28 at the time, would marry, of course, her co-star, uh, who was a Cuban actor and singer, of course, Desi Arnaz, who was 23 at the time in Greenwich, Connecticut. They would divorce, ladies and gentlemen, after 20 years in 1960. Of course, you know, they would have, of course, two children as well. I want to say 1945, legendary actress Betty Davis, who was 37 at the time, would marry artist William Grant Sherry. I want to say in 1973, sci-fi author Isaac Asimov, who was 53 at the time, would marry his second, second wife, psychoanalyst and sci-fi author Janet Jepson, who was 47 at the time. Some passings on this date in history. 
Uh, Oscar Wilde passed away on this date in 1900. Albert B. Fall passed away on this day in 1944. James Baldwin passed away on this day in 1987. Legendary Daredevil Evil Knievel passed away on this date in 2007. Also, you might remember, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fast and the Furious, Paul Walker. What ha Sadly, what happened to him? He passed away on this day in 2013. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, former, of course, legend, former President George H.W. Bush, <clears throat> who was, of course, the vice president for Ronald Reagan, and, of course, he became president himself, would pass away on this date in 2018. And one moment on this date here in, in 1874, as we said, um, Winston Churchill, Britain's legendary wartime prime minister, was born on this day. Surprisingly, the great statesman arrived in this world in a very unusual way. So, uh, so you can come on here and read a little bit about this if you wish to, of course, find out a little bit more about this. Now we'll go to your movies and television history and birthdays here, folks. On this day, 1949, KOTV Channel 6 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a CBS affiliate, begins broadcasting. On this day, 1952, Jackie Robinson accuses the New York Yankees of racial, bi of racial bias on national television. On this day, in 1958, WKBW-TV Channel 7 in Buffalo, New York, which is an ABC affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On this day, in 1969, legendary singer-songwriter Neil Diamond makes his only appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, singing the songs Sweet Caroline and Holly Holy. On the same 1971, Emmy and Peabody award-winning TV movie Brian's song about the friendship of Chicago Bears football teammates Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. Of course, based on Sayers' autobiography, premieres on ABC. Of course, it did, it did star James Caan and Billy D. Williams. <clears throat> I want to say 1972, the BBC band, bands the song High, High, High from the group Wings. I want to say 1979, Ted Koppel becomes anchor of, of late nightly news on Iran called America Held Hostage, of course, on ABC. I want to say in 1980, West Side Story closes at Minskoff Theater in New York City after 341 performances. Of course, some birthdays, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, Dick Clark was born on this date in 1929. He would pass away in 2012. Uh, model Chrissy Teigen, who, of course, you know, is married to, uh, uh, married to, of course, a great singer in John Legend, today turns 37. And like we say, Kelly Cuco is also 37 today. And one passing on this date, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Walker passed away on this date in 2013. Some weddings, of course, as we said, 1940, as we said, Lucille Ball would marry Desi Arnaz in Greenwich, Connecticut. They would divorce 20 years later in 1960. 1945, on this date, Betty Davis would marry artist William Grant Sherry. On this date in 1980, comedian Jay Leno would marry Mavis Nicholson. On this date in 1996, uh, Eva LaRue, who was an actress and model, of course, she was in All My, on All My Children. She was 29 at the time of this, would marry John Callahan, who was 42 at the time, under a 500-year-old banyan tree at Coel in Lanai, Hawaii. <clears throat> now I'm saying 2005, David Jason from Only Fools and Horses, who was 65 at the time, 
would marry Gil Hindcliffe at Buckingham Palace, of course, in London. And now let's go to your music history and birthdays here. On the day in 1885, the opera known as El Cid premieres in Paris. On the date in 1955, Pipe Dream opens at Schubert Theater, New York City, runs for 245 performances. 1957, Happy Hunting closes at Majestic Theater, New York City, after 413 performances. On the day in 1973, Paul McCartney and Wings release album called Band on the Run in the UK. On the day in 1974, Good Evening. Closes at Plymouth Theater, New York City, after 438 performances. Also in the state, 1974, Mac and Mabel closes at the Majestic Theater, New York City, after only only 66 performances. On the state, in 1979, Pink Floyd's The Wall was released, as it sells 6 million copies in two weeks. On the state, in 1980, Banjo Dancing closes at Century Theater, New York City, after 38 performances. Some birthdays in the world of music here, folks. On the day in 1593, Johann Dillinger was born in Thuringia, Germany. He was a he was uh, he uh, I spelled Hilberg Hausen, Thuringia, Germany. He was a composer. He, he would later pass away in 1647. On the day in 1635, Andres de Sola was born. In Tudela, he was a composer of Spanish descent. He would pass away in 1696. On a day in 1645, Andreas Workmeister was born in Benekenstein, Benic- Germany. He was an organist and composer. He would pass away in 1706. And on a day in 1693, Christoph Forster was born in Bibra, uh, Thuringia. Uh, he was also a composer of German descent. He would pass away in 1745. Uh, some passings here in the world of music on the stage in 1580. Richard Ferrant, who was a composer of English descent. We don't know how old he was when he passed. On the stage in 1626, Thomas uh, Welks, we, yeah, an organist and composer, um, uh, Madrigals, uh, of course, that was of English. He was of English descent. He would pass away at the age of 47. On a state in 1703, Nicholas de, 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 de Grigny, an organist and composer of French descent, would pass away at the age of 31. And also on a state in 1764, Dudon Raik, who was a composer, I'm not sure what nationality he was, but he would pass away at the age of 61. As we said, it was one wedding here in 1940, of course, talking about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, of course, in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, but they would divorce, like I said, 20 years later in 1960. Now let's see what your sports history and birthdays, of course, looks like. On this date in 1872, the first international soccer game as Scotland draws with England 0-0 in Glasgow. 1893, the second Iron Bowl as Auburn beats Alabama 40 to 16 in Montgomery. 1908, International Lawn T- Tennis Challenge in Melbourne, Australia. Anthony uh, Wilding representing Australasia. B- 
beats American Fred Alexander 6-3-6-4-6-1 to give defending champions a 3-2 victory. Two, uh, let's see. Two moments took place on this day in 1912. First off, the CFL Grey Cup at the AAA grounds in Hamilton. As the Hamilton Alerts win their only title as they beat the Toronto Argonauts 11-4. And the International Lawn Tennis Challenge in Melbourne, Australia as James Cecil Park beats Rodney Heath 6-3-6-4-6-4 to give the British Isles a 3-2 victory over defending champions Australasia. On the state in 1924, National Football League Championship as the Cleveland Bulldogs 7-1-1, formerly known as Canton, win first past the post title. On the state in 1928, Australian cricket legend Don Bradman makes an auspicious test debut, scores 18-1 versus England in first test in Brisbane, dropped the 12th man for the second test. And on the state in 1929, the CFL Grey Cup, at the AAA grounds in Hamilton as the Hamilton Tigers take their fourth title as they beat the Regina Rough Riders 14-3. Some birthdays in the world of sport, as we said, Bill Walsh was born on this date in 1931. He would pass away in 2007. Tennis great Sylvia Hanika today turns 63. Bo Jackson turns 60. And Magnus Carlson today turns 32. One passing in the world of sports, George Headley. Passed away on this day in 1983. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, of course, right there for your um, for your uh, pop uh, wrestling and pop your pop culture history and birthday reports here for today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to get you ready for tonight's edition of Revolution, we do have, of course, three uh, wrestling stories to bring you here right now. But we will read these same stories. Later tonight, of course, on Revolution. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story uh, tonight as Austin Theory still thinks he'll be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. In an interview with Ottawa City News, Austin Theory spoke about his momentum in WWE and how he thinks he'll be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Here, of course, are some highlights. I want him to be a credible threat to Roman Reigns. Theory says the cocky, arrogant, douchey persona just really gets under people's skin, and it did its purpose. And having the money in the bank contract in the way that character was, there's a little bit of a ceiling there just because when you look at Roman Reigns being so unstoppable and everything, whoever's going to beat Roman Reigns has got to be someone that's really going to beat Roman Reigns and not just by some luck. And I think the chapter that Austin Theory is headed now is setting him up to build, setting him up to build to be in that qualifier to stand toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. On a, sharing a moment with John Cena, Theory says, that was a huge moment for me, actually, because it was the first time that I have done anything on screen with John, and for it to be a promo was pretty special. And not just a walk by, it was a confrontation, and just getting to have that two minutes with him, it meant a lot to me. On WrestleMania 38, Theory says that having a great match with Pat McAfee, and after that, having Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin stand in the ring together, and then later me getting stunned into the skies of Dallas was pretty amazing. You're just flying through the skies, man. You're literally up in the air flying. It's one of those things. You, you think about Stone Cold Steve Austin and me being one of those guys selling the stunner. I put my own stamp on it, and being able to share the ring with Stone Cold is definitely a memorable moment. So we'll see, of course, if he, of course, reaches his goal. 
This story came out from Joseph Lee here, of course, tonight. As the Usos once again, of course, even though we really don't really care about these guys, as the Usos hit another milestone as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Here's some news that will, that might make you feel oozy. Now, some people might, some people might not. The Usos have been SmackDown Tag Team Champions for 500 days. This comes after they secured the record for the longest WWE Tag Title reign ever earlier this month. They first won the belts at Money in the Bank on July 18, 2021, defeating Ray and Dominic Mysterio. The Usos are also the Raw Tag Team Champions and have held those for 194 days after defeating RK Bro on May the 20th of this year. And, of course, boys, all I got to say is you better hold on to them because one of these days you're not going to have it anymore. And let me just say that both of y'all really do suck. And, of course, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight with some W. I mean, last night, I should say, with some WWE news as Lyra... uh, Valkyra is coming to NXT and also the guest on this week's edition of The Bump. Lyra Valkyra is heading to NXT as revealed on this week's show. Of course, yesterday's episode featured a vignette with NXT UK alumni Aope Valkyrie under a new name announcing that she was coming soon. Of course, WWE posted this on their Twitter account. Prepare yourselves for Lyra Valkyra course we'll just still call her we'll just say valkyrie instead of Valkyra. but of course triple h can't say anything about it so ha also wb announced on tuesday that legato del fantasma rhea ripley dominant mysterio and wade barrett would be guest on to, uh, was guest on this morning's episode of the bump and well this afternoon's episode of the bump i should say at 1 p.m eastern <clears throat> so and of course there's tweets of course talking about all three of these moments, of course, here uh, on their webs on their Twitter account at WWE The Bump, which was posted last night. If you wish to go back and read those stories. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, here there you have it for tonight's edition of uh, Outside of the Ropes, of course, episode number three hundred and thirty. As we said, of course, don't forget episode twelve twenty eight of Revolution coming up here at seven th- at I'm sorry at nine o'clock. One three eight zero five five pound. Of course, keep in mind your news and views and history and birthdays. Of course, will be brought to the table. Also, of course, we'll be talking about last night's edition of NXT. We will, of course, also talk about what happened, of course, tonight on Dynamite. We will also, of course, uh, we will also talk about here. Uh, bring to your attention, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your uh, some some updates, of course, on the. Quarterfinal matches of the Impact US Overdrive Championship Tournament, as well as, of course, how everyone is proceeding in the matches, of course, for the Impact US Call Your Shot Championship, for the WCW US Crown Jewel Championship, and also the NWA US Wildcat Championship. Keep in mind, those belts, of course, are being defended right All that's going on right now on our page, WCW US Trivia Championship Series. <clears throat> Down the Golden Path, of course, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS TCS Gold Path. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I will point out that 411 Mania reporter Robert Lady Jr. provided a report, of course, 
I believe it was tonight on the last night's episode of Tales of the from the Territories. We did post that story, a link to that, on our page, WCWUS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS Appreciation. If you wish to, of course, pull that up and read this, of course, and leave your own personal point of view about this, of course, as well. So be sure to check that out here as well. And of course, speaking of our groups on Facebook, be sure to check out everything we've gotten posted on those groups. Uh, we continue to, of course, add more content on each and every time, and we will work. We are working to get a lot more stuff posted on there, so everybody can go back and take a look at some stuff regards to how old it is and all that. We just we decided to post away there, folks. <clears throat> also, one other thing I will go ahead and point out here. Also, check out well, check out all of our episodes, of course, on Talkshoe as well, of course, of the radio network that we've done over the past seven years. Be sure to check out everything we've said and done, of course, thus far. You can give your own personal assessments and points of view on everything there as well. You also, ladies and gentlemen, we did not mention this here earlier, but I'm sure this will be brought up, of course, here. Uh, it'll be brought up, of course, some on Revolution here tonight. Um, I'm sure some folks by now have already heard of another untimely celebrity passing this time, ladies and gentlemen, it was a member of the legendary band Fleetwood Mac. Christine McVie sadly has passed away at the age of 79. We do, I do not have any details as to how she passed, but we just got just heard the word, of course, here today. So our thoughts and prayers, ladies and gentlemen, are going, of course, with, of course, her family, as well as, of course, her Fleetwood Mac family, and, of course, her many, of course, uh, uh, friends and fans, of course, as well. Uh, but what an out, outstanding performer here, of course, here indeed. And we may hear something special, of course, on Revolution coming up sometime tonight. So we'll let you know all about that. But our thoughts and prayers are with the family of Christine McVie, who sadly, like we said, passed away today at the age of 79. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back at 9 o'clock, like I said, for episode <clears throat> Episode 1228 of WCWUS Revolution, 138055 pound. So be sure to listen to us there. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and stay safe out there. Remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. Take care and please stay safe.
This is the WCWUS Radio Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 